This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6 is my normal schedule, but UGA Sports a lot of times moves me around. So if you can't find me on the air uh, on Saturday afternoons, then you can go to iTunes and find our Propaganda Report podcast, which includes what I do with my producer, Binkley, who's right here helping me on this show. And also we do podcasts together. And he also posts this show commercial free on there. And um We are, uh, I rarely have guests, as you know, and every time I have one, I tell you that I try to make an exception for local libertarians and uh, also my favorite local libertarian activists. So at five o'clock, we're going to have Ted Metz, who is the uh, the third party on the uh, on the ballot. He's running for Georgia governor and uh, and. I'm oh, he's open to questions. You can tweet at us at Monica Perez show. He's going to tell you what he stands for and why he thinks you should vote for him. And Garland Favorito is uh, an election integrity activist here in Georgia, but he really knows pretty much everything you need to know about the ballot and so much more. So he's going to be on at five thirty. But right now there is so much to pack in as Binkley has really done his homework on uh, Stacey Abrams, and we've done shows on Abrams before, on Brian Kemp before. All of that can be found on iTunes, Propaganda Report, um, or tweeted us if you want help finding it, at Freedom Act Radio is his Twitter, and mine is at Monica Perez Show. But where we left it before the break was uh, talking about Stacey Abrams' radical backstory that she does not talk about. So no, it, she certainly does not. It's possible that she would benefit from it because she does, you know, there is a polarization um, on left and right that's happening right now. Radical is not as uh, is not a dirty word anymore, it seems like to me. But yet she does. She doesn't bring it up. I uh, I don't know why, but let's first lay this out and then kind of talk about what it means. It's, it, I don't think it means what it looks like it means on its face. I want to talk about what it means. First, let's lay it out. What do, how do you want to do it? Well, let's play clip one when she was on CNN with Jake Tapper recently to show how she responded to she was asked if she agrees with Michelle Obama and that when they go low, you go high, you take the high road. Or if she agrees with Eric Holder, who said when they go low, you kick them. So so this is her recently on national television kind of positioning herself, framing herself. Right. You know, this is her opportunity to paint who she is. And it was in response to the question, do you do what Michelle Obama recommends? Go high when they go low or hold her, go and kick them when they're when yeah. they're low, when they're down. Let's hear what she has to say about herself now. It's loading. Really? Really, Binkley? This isn't a podcast, man. This is difficult. And that's why if you look at my campaign, I've hyperbole in elections can be very difficult. And that's why if you look at my campaign, I've run a very consistent campaign from beginning to end. I didn't blow things up. I didn't point weapons at people. I didn't threaten to round people up in my truck. Okay, can I just say, this is why I was like, look, my daughter stays. 
What? 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 Sorry, can I can I slip something in? Finkley? Yes, that was an accident. Okay, so this is what I thought was so goofy about the Brian Kemp's ads. It's like a setup to make. You know, I I actually wonder. He one of the shows we did talked about the very, very sketchy behavior that Garland Favrito and others did um, try to get an investigation going on uh, uh, what happened after the 2016 election. The servers got hacked and there was no backup. So the FBI was looking into Georgia servers, Brian Kemp's the Secretary of State, and... Uh, when they gave the servers back, instead of backing them up, I believe he wiped them clean so you could not see if there what whether there was election integrity or not. That's bad. And uh, and we talked about some of. The, so I wonder sometimes if if he might have been in trouble for that, and maybe he's a lose on purpose candidate. I really don't know. I mean, I I, I have no idea. I'm not making that accusation, but I always think. When someone comes off as a little crazy, like Jeb Bush made some crazy ads. These boots are made for walking. You remember that one against uh, Marco Rubio? Just weird stuff that made it look like he was trying to lose on purpose. I always wonder about that. I've been wrong about that in the past. So I'm not uh, falling on my sword for that. I only fall on my sword for the Bill of Rights. But this, uh, so I, so he does some goofy things. She's calling him out on it. She's saying, look, he's, he's the nut job. I'm the stable one. I, I'm the one you can count on. This guy is clearly uh, radical. <laughs> she takes the high road is what it sounded like. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for closing that circle. So, but. The next clip you have is also recent, right? This one is from, I believe, the end of last year. Okay, and it's her mother who's a preacher. It's her mother preaching and a what sermon. What are her credentials, the mother? Her mom has uh, two graduate degrees, one in library science and one in seminary from Emory. And I can't remember what her undergrad degree Emory. is. Emory, that's good stuff. So let's hear what she has to say about her daughter, right? Yes, this is a very revealing clip. My daughter, Stacy Abrams, and Stacy went to, went to school here in Duffport until we left going to seminary. And she, is, she, was, she stepped, just stepped down from being the, the, the House of Representatives top Democrat, the minority leader in Georgia, and now she's a candidate for governor of Georgia. And, 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 and you, you, you might have seen her, but on TV, and, and she she's, she's gets in trouble too, just like Sonia does. She, she's trying to get them to, to take down those statues of Stone Mountain, those, those racist things, and, and, and the flag. But then when she was at Spelman College, she went on the steps of the Capitol and burned the Georgia flag. I don't know if they know about that or not. They do now. They do now. <laughs> Very good, Binkley. They do now. Thank you, Binkley. And you didn't like stumble upon that in the AJC or something, right? Where no, I found you... it on some obscure website. But how? This is what I find interesting. That why I know that you're the only one who has it. I can't reveal my secrets. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, but it wasn't like you heard somebody talking. About no, you no, I was searching. It. I was yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for stuff because yeah. I had a I had a feeling that her you were mom's, scouring. Yeah, her all, mom's sermons yeah. were probably a little more radical than all potentially relevant audio. You were scouring. So, 
so so here's the thing. So it sounds like she is an extreme radical burning the flag, the Georgia flag. So the candidate for governor of Georgia is burning the Georgia flag on the steps of the Capitol when she's in college. Yeah, and nobody's talked about that, which is really curious. But this is the one who led the only peaceful protest during, while the whole world was rioting around her in the actual neighborhood. Yeah. She was leading these under the peaceful thing for Rodney King. Yeah, she was leading what she says was a peaceful thing, although you read all the articles, the protests coming from the schools ended up breaking out into violence. That doesn't mean that she did it, but she... For her to have led a peaceful protest through all the chaos, she would have been able to do something that neither the the governor, the mayor, or the police captain was able to do. And they were black, so they might have been able to, right? Right? Wouldn't they? Because this was a racial issue. Yes. So it's not yeah. like she came and saved the day as this powerful black woman. It's that even uh, uh, other community leaders, everybody were powerless to stop the violence. Well, what she did is she led one of these. She ended up being basically the face of representing the students, just like her and those two other kids. Yeah, I want to get to where this led, though, because I it sounds like she's just radical. But I think when she went to she was selected for for it's such an elite program. I never even heard of it. This Telluride thing until I was investigating her and I talked about it on a previous show. So she went to this Telluride program in high school and I think they really taught her how to plan her career, which she talks about since she was 19. She is, she has plotted the path that she is still walking on 25 years later. And I think this was also kind of calculated and led to personal gain for her the telluride program has a 4.7 percent acceptance rate and that's of the people who apply to it yeah i never even heard of it you know what i mean yeah and it is known to give a bigger advantage than any other program in the country if you have this on your resume according to college what is it? it's a website that uh, evaluates other college um yeah i don't know i can't remember what it is that's but it. they say that if you have that on your resume you get in anywhere and abrams actually turned down a scholarship from Harvard and Yale going into and choosing to go to Spelman instead. How many people in those communities, <laughs> she says that she's just like, are able yes. to say, I turned down scholarships to both Yale and Harvard? There are two clips I want you to play when before, you know, in the next couple of segments. One is the one where she says there was no difference between us girls and Spelman and the girls and the projects across the street from Spelman, which... <laughs> is definitely not true. And then the other one where she talks about how empowering it was for her to get this tremendously powerful appointment at the age of 19 yeah. in the mayor's office in Atlanta, which if you go back, which you did to the contemporary articles at the time, I didn't she say something to the effect of, you don't want to risk another riot, so yes. So do what I want. Yes, and she was using that organization that she started with those other students the as a weapon. S A A E. Yes, the S A A E. She was using that as a weapon, and by mobilizing this group of people, very Vladimir Lenin, Saul Alinsky style, she got a lot of advantages that other students did not because she was the face of it. She got a Ford Foundation thing. She ended up working on a campaign. Like you said, she worked for the the governor shortly thereafter, who the students at that time saw the governor as the enemy, and she went and worked for him. We got to take a break. <laughs> Calm down. 
I got them all riled up. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna unfold this stuff in her own words, if I understand correctly. So stay tuned. More to come. At, uh, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's like everything I've been brought up to believe was all made of bull. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. That has to be my favorite clip. Um, so, Binkley, we have like three minutes. This is my producer, Binkley. Yes. This is Monica. We have three minutes. Do you want to replay that shocking clip by uh, Stacey Abrams' mother as a as an entree into the long segment where we can play uh, the two other clips that I think... Let's really, do it. Let's play it again. Yeah, bring it, close the circle. So let's play this again, and um, and then at the bottom of the hour, we'll, we'll uh, dig one, we'll peel the... The Onion, one more layer. Go. My daughter, Stacy Abrams, and Stacy went to went to school here in Gulfport until we left going to seminary. And she is she was she stepped just stepped down from being the the, the House of Representatives top Democrat, the minority leader in Georgia, and now she's a candidate for governor of Georgia. And, 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 and you, you, you might have seen her, but on TV, and, and she she's, she's gets in trouble too, just like Sonya does. She, she's trying to get them to, to take down those statues of Stone Mountain, those, those racist things, and, and, and the flag. But then when she was at Spelman College, she went on the steps of the Capitol and burned the Georgia flag. I don't know if they know about that or not. As Binkley said, they do now. Do we know who Sonya is? I do. I have to look it up. It's somebody who is also, I believe, uh, a minority leader in another state. Well, here's... um, Because I'm looking at Stacey Abrams' sisters. I thought maybe it was one of her sisters. Leslie, Janine, and Andrea? Yes, that's correct. And, uh, I mean... These people have are, are their resumes are amazing, and I'm sure if you dig deeper, you see just what you see with Stacy, just a whole litany of um, her own personal march through the institutions. Leslie is the first African American female federal judge in Georgia. She was Obama appointed. She went to Brown and Yale Law School, which is so hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Janine is an evolutionary biologist at the CDC. She went to Duke. She's a PhD, etc. And um, Andrea is a professor of cultural anthropology, and uh, her her resume is very deep too. Taught at Emory, PhD from Emory. So there was a clip we probably won't get to that says about her uh, experience with poverty is what shaped her <laughs> worldview. That's hard to believe. It is. <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, let's dig into a little bit more of her worldview after the break. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. You can tweet at Binkley, at Freedom Act Radio. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Uh, Saturdays from 3 to 6 when UGA Sports does not move me around. You can listen to my podcasts on iTunes under Propaganda Report or Monica Perez Show. And uh, we are, we've got some explosive stuff about Stacey Abrams that has just come to light. We've been talking about that, but I want to take a couple of calls first. 
I am going to uh, Ed and Gwinnett. Hi, Ed. Uh, can you hear me? You're on with Monica. Okay, let me get this straight. You guys are criticizing Stacey Abrams for burning a racist flag and for trying to um, wipe out um, racist monuments off Stone Mountain? No. But you're not saying anything about Kemp and uh, his his record trying to prevent pe- people from voting? No, I'm not criticizing. It. I'm not criticizing her for... Uh, That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm criticizing her for her cynical exploitation of people and their emotions to gain power over a very long period plan. Now, for Kemp, I think that the voter suppression thing is the least of the things he did. I did two shows, one during the primary and one before the runoff, talking about how I think what Kemp did during his stint as Secretary of State, which he's still... Uh, during the election was uh, r- rose to the level of criminality. And I can tell you how to listen to that. Binkley, what where, what episodes are those? I just tweeted it out, episode 98, and I'm still looking for the other one. All right, so I, it was in May and July. The second I mean, half I, of that episode. This is truly a battle between uh, two evils, in my opinion. And I, I'm not sure which is lesser, but this stuff with Stacey Abrams is deeper and it goes back further and there's more to it. And this new stuff has come to light with Kemp. He seems just run of the mill. We've seen what he's what he's done. I had on my show and he's going to be on today. I have on my show the guy who uh, tried to get him investigated for that. Garland's going to be on at 530. And he takes your side on the voter what, registration. What I'm asking you, what I'm asking you is, burning a racist flag. Do you find that offensive? Do you no, find I'm not burning offended a by people flag, burning flags. Flag offensive. I do not find burning flags offensive. I think flags are a symbol of state power, and I don't prefer it. But I, I'm just saying that. Why doesn't she talk about that? And what did it mean? Was she doing it out of sincere? And actually, it was counter to the cause. I have to. I do. Uh, Binkley, what do you have to say? At that time, there was a lot of the, the, the governor, the mayor, they were working with civil rights groups to get that done, to get the flag changed. And the governor caught wind that they were going to do a demonstration and burn the flag. And he urged them not to because he felt it was going to hurt their progress. And they did change the flag. It got done. Well, apparently it worked. Apparently it worked. We don't have well, the I don't flag know in Georgia her, anymore. I don't think her... I don't think her efforts worked. I think that it was already working, right? Their efforts were viewed as a stunt by most people, and that's why people were urging them not to, because they were trying to continue making progress instead of being divisive about it. I I have to cycle through this real quick because I've got a guest on at 5, and we have a couple more clips to play, and I've got a couple more calls. So I'm going to Sheila in Atlanta. What do you got? Yes, hi, Monica. Listen, okay, I have a couple things to say to you. First of all, as an African-American female, I take offense to you saying that these people, we take that as being inhumane, okay? I, I don't refer to people as a collective you said, you, in you race. Said these people. You I said was probably people. talking about her and the two people she was working with. Oh, I thought you were talking about it as a group of, uh, as, as a group of people. No. And, sec- and second of all, okay, so let's just say she did go to predominantly great good schools as you know quote good schools or she had a, a better life than people in the project or whatever does that make her less qualified I mean, so she's trying to fight for equality no i'm justice. saying wait let me finish let me finish. Oh, God, God. Is, she trying, is she trying to fight is her fighting for equality justice for all people who are less fortunate so who cares what school i don't think that's what she's doing 
I don't think that's what she's doing. You don't think that she's fighting for everyone? And no, I don't think and, she's fighting, fighting for anyone. I think that she's on she's on a political path and she's doing this oh, so stuff. you think she just want to add this to her resume? That's what you think? I think she's a politician and I think she does what politicians do. Well, and I think are, that's what she's doing. They're all politicians. I know. That's why I don't and like and them. Let say and let me say this. And then you talked about the Rodney, um, the Rodney King, you know, the, the riots after that and everything. Well, you know what? You got a president on here, you know, talking about mocking people and everything. I mean, what makes really? And I really I, like with know. the Rodney King thing. I think that with that and with the militarization of the police and all this stuff is that we would get a lot more done to restrain abuse of power if we if we got together. And we saw that we are all in danger. They have the power and we can join together and get it done. Instead, we spend our time got, having conflicts with each other and it distracts us. And that just well, increases Monica, the I, power I totally at the time. With you. I totally agree with you on that. We do want to all come together because we live together. We work together. We eat in the restaurants together. Now and we're we subject the to the same. same... And now we're using the same bathroom. But you got an administration who's totally dividing this country has added more chaos and division. But that I've has nothing to do with my... this. I That's not my administration. I'm a libertarian. I have nothing to do with that. All I say is that we need to pay attention to who really has the power and who is going to be a victim of that power. And it's all of us. And it's and okay. I think it's politically cynical to divide us because that increases the power at the top and we all suffer for it. And, and I'm do just, you honestly think that Stacey is dividing is trying to divide this country this country and this state? Do you honestly think that? Yes, and I think and I and, I think you're wrong if you think that. Okay, let me let me play some clips. Let me play some clips. Yeah. Binkley, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to hang up here. Uh Binkley, I do want to play some clips. Maybe we should play the clip of her mother. You know, I, I'm not trying to fuel the fire. I really I actually do not like to take the bait of this kind of thing because I'm not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's I, about this, power is what It's yeah. about power. And and I and what I'm trying to bring out here is that what Sheila said, she is what what Stacy and and a lot of uh the people going for power now want you to believe, but it's not it's not she is uh, uh, in that upper echelon of the powerful. She isn't, and she always has been, or as, as, you know, since high school. And that's what she's, that's who she's working for. She's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. She's, she's been through all these foundations. She's had, she is part of that community. And I think that she will serve it with the more power she has. Go ahead. I agree. When we studied these Saul Alinsky, these uh, kind of radical tactics, Saul Alinsky is a community organizer like Barack Obama was, and uh, she's display, putting them on display. Can I give an example that uh, I think can help? Um, I think it helped the commentary. She, in 2005, Stacey Abrams um, drafted an anti-panhandling bill that homeless advocates uh, decried as being anti-black and as criminalizing poverty. Yet today, she's running on part of her platform saying she's going to decriminalize poverty when she did the opposite in a bill she drafted 13 years ago. Yeah, and my point is that these things are politically expedient. Yeah. That's what politicians do. And and so when you think that what you're doing, and we fall for this over and over and over again, including with Trump, you fall for it. You fall for, I'm for you. Let me tell you why. I'm the most outsider you could ever imagine because I curse. Or, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, it's just, everybody's always... 
Trump is an insider. Obama was an insider. Stacey Abrams is an insider. They are not they're not representatives of us who have sacrificed everything to help us. And that that's and they can be counted on even uh, in the face of the temptations of power. They pursue power. They're about power. And they're saying things that make you react that way because you are going to give them power. And one of the main criticisms that Democrats had of her and a reason a lot of them didn't support her and support of Stacey Evans is because they believe that she was too focused on her own career path to the presidency. Wow. Well, she did have that Freudian slip where she said, my road to the White House. And she said, oops, governor's mansion. Don't right. want to get out of myself. Yeah, yeah. And so, if she, look, yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of her. I am I really am not. And I don't like it that I, I'm the one who has to bring all this stuff out. But it's not anywhere, right? So we could bring everything out about everyone. That is the purpose of the free press. And you're not hearing it. That's what is making me so mad about the Jamal Khashoggi case. That guy's family... What is so deep state? Adnan Khashoggi was the arms dealer in the Iran-Contra scandal. Why is nobody talking about that? His cousin was Dodi Fayyad at the highest levels of power in the world. Why does your free press not talk about that stuff? They barely say the guy's name now in case somebody figures it out. I'm just saying that this, I don't like it that we are the ones who are responsible for bringing all this stuff out because sometimes it swings left, sometimes it swings right. When we came out against Kemp in the primaries and even... In the runoff, we got calls immediately. You're just doing this to scuttle him. No, we're doing it because that's information that just was not getting the press. I had other conservative yeah. uh, members of the media criticizing me for uh, for bringing this stuff out. I mean, I just, I, you know, I don't. I, you can't. You can't win for losing. Uh, racial division has been a social oh, issue so. that has been used for since the rise of civilization to divide and conquer. See, here's the thing. When you played those clips for me of Kanye and everybody on the left was saying he's nuts, he should he should lose his job, he should be committed, people should do an intervention. When you actually listen to what he said, it was not, not the rhetoric of divisiveness. And you look at some uh, people who get, and I feel like that Trump, you know, if you really wanted to get cynical and think that it's all a scam, Trump might have brought him into the fold uh, to taint him because what did they do with Bill Cosby? He's not in jail for what they accuse him of, even if he committed that. He's in jail for what he said, for his politics. Tupac, you know, some people think he was murdered because he was trying to change the gang culture. Malcolm X, when he had enlightenment, uh, two members of Farrakhan's organization were convicted for his killing. You know, I mean, you have to think about... uh, uh, where people are really coming from, what their real purposes are, and as you know, if your if your press is really telling you everything, so I'm just trying. I'm all, I I brought out everything I knew about Kemp, you know, and uh, and Abrams. I'll keep doing it, but you know, it's a burden. I don't like it. Because I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. And yeah. it's not like everyone's like, well, she's not a Democrat. Let's give her a pass. It's like, no. Then you get both sides <laughs> piling on. Anyway, so, well, we'll have to play. What Do you want to pick a clip? Do you want to pick the one of those clips? Or you want to take a break and regroup? We got a little derailed there. We had a long segment that we were going to bring out a couple more things. But I don't want to. Rush it. So let's take a quick break if it's not too early. And um, when we come back, we will give you a little more or maybe wrap it up. And then at five o'clock, 
we have all positivity. So this has been some negativity, obviously. You know, that's what uh, digging deep into this stuff is always going to bring out when you're talking about a race of the lesser of two evils. But at five, the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have the Libertarian candidate for governor, Ted Metz. And then at 5.30, we're going to have our favorite election integrity activist, Garland Favorito, on. So let's take a quick break and, uh, and wrap up this portion of the show after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping it up before we talk to Libertarian gubernatorial candidate Ted Metz at the top of the hour. Just had a a very lively discussion with some callers who were a little taken aback by how hard we were hitting Stacey Abrams. But this stuff is new and nobody's talking about it. And, and the burden is on our shoulders. I did not mean um, to cut anybody short, but we did. But one of the arguments that Sheila made is that Stacey's working for the people and I and my argument my gut instinct my conclusion is that she's working for herself and she always has been she got accepted to an incredibly elite program as a high school student and I think they really taught those uh the their um the people who were in those programs how to how to path set the path of their lives and achieve those goals. And I think so she was prepared as since a teenager. And that's when she was doing this stuff with uh, the Rodney King riots and burning the flag on the Capitol steps. And she benefited from that immediately, immediately. So Binkley, tell us how, or did you have a clip for it? I, I, I know you have a clip for it, but what do you got? She got a job shortly thereafter in the mayor's office. She got uh, some sort of Ford Foundation grant where she ended up touring the country over the summer. And, I mean, on top of that, she also ended up working for a campaign. I can't remember whose campaign it was. It was a, it was a Democrat in, I think, the 11th district. Um, but while she was touring the country, these people in the community who she claimed to be standing for during these protests are still complaining about the students who trashed their yards, who intimidated their store owners, who looted their stores. And these people in this group, um, and I, whoever was in this group, they were saying that they represent these community members. The community members are telling an entirely different story. They're intimidated and afraid. Do we have, how long is clip eight? I don't think it's very long. All right, let's play clip eight about how this is the job she got immediately after she led those protests. And and there was an article from back then saying, if you don't want more protests, let's hear clip eight. Creating commissions where people are imbued with power. I mean, one of the reasons my experience at 19 led me to this opportunity is that someone hired me at the age of 19 to run a major program for the city of Atlanta. Having the ability to think through policy, to engage, to have the power of the city behind me when I would call someone and say, I need you to come to this meeting, and they hear my younger, although my voice is always sounded kind of old, but <laughs> if they would hear me, they showed up because I was able to say, I'm calling on behalf of the city of Atlanta. So that was the position she got in the immediate aftermath of those uh of her agitation i absolutely have to cut for this break and stay tuned because we're going to get nothing but positivity in the next hour with our guest ted metz and then garland favorito this is monica perez 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.